right, so welcome to the first show of Channel 813 Football Podcast. Once again, I'm Adam Wingler, along with your hosts, Eric Sparks and Michael Coleman. Well, let's get right into it. Mountain Valley football from this past weekend. All right, so here's Eric for you. Not a lot of close games this week, as we've got Star Mount taking care of Allegheny, 27-7. to Wilk Central taking out the Vikings, 45-7. to East Wilkes handling the Blackhawks, 27-6. to And Ash County blowing out and shutting out Elkin, 42-0. to That's crazy right there. I mean, they'll get there, though. Elkin will figure it out. Elkin will. Elkin might, but there's not a lot of parity, it seems, in the league. Yeah, that's true. You really got four teams that are handling business in the league right now and four that are just floundering. So, you know, hopefully they'll get it figured out. It becomes more competitive as the year goes on. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay, in the upcoming week, we got Starmouth taking on East Wilkes. Starmouth's on a two-game win streak, and East Wilkes is on a five-game win streak. So it should be a pretty good game. We also got Wilk Central taking on Elkin. Wilk Central's been on a little two-game win streak, you know, sitting on top of the Mountain Valley right now. So Elkin is really going to have their hands full with this game for sure. All right, well, next up, we got uh, West Wilkes traveling to Allegheny. And last but not least, looks like Ash County is taking on North Wilkes. All right, well, we'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. And now to some NCAA football scores. Georgia came out on top of Tennessee, 38-12. Florida State beat Louisville, 28-24. Vanderbilt came out on top of uh, Tennessee State, 31-27. Number 10, Auburn took out Southern Miss, 24-13. Northwestern lost to ranked number 14 Michigan. Florida beat Mississippi State 13 to 6 and Northern Illinois took out Eastern Michigan 26 to 23. Alabama Crimson Tide put up 56 against Louisiana Raging Cajuns who were only managed to score 14. Michigan State took care of Central Michigan 31 to 20. Clemson held out a close finish against Syracuse, 27-23. Both were undefeated opponents. Clemson remains ranked third. I swear I called that. Yeah, I called that. He know. called that. Adam called that last week that it'd be close. But Syracuse is underrated, underrated orange. Texas A&M took care of Arkansas, 24-17. Boston College took care of Temple. 45 to 35, and number 12 ranked West Virginia beat 25 ranked Texas Tech, 42 to 34. Mountaineers are here. Georgia Tech blew out Bowling Green, 63 to 17. NC State beat Virginia, 35 to 21. Texas ranked 18, held in there 19 to 14 against Kansas State. They don't deserve that ranking. Kansas State or no Texas? Texas. Texas I mean, doesn't deserve the ranking. No, no, they they're just there because they're the Longhorns. That's Name it. recognition. That's it. I can get behind that. 
It's a bunch of shit. <laughs> Wake Forest beat Rice 56 to 24. I think it's a bunch of shit. Oklahoma destroyed Baylor 66 to 33. App State absolutely crushed South Alabama 52 to 7. They're the real deal, man. They really are. You know, I, I don't like to get on the bandwagon here, but App State is a real team. I mean, they're good. Well, let's talk about a team that's not right now, and that's North Carolina Tar Heels. <laughs> One and three, losing to 16th ranked Miami, 47 to 10. God, man, you know, what's what's say, you know. We also had a Pac-12 showdown. Oregon ranked 19th versus 24th ranked California. Oregon held them out 42 to 24, scoring 66 total points in an offensive showdown. Last but not least, this was for you, Adam. Number five ranked LSU takes care of Ole Miss, forty-five to sixteen. The most dominant Tiger team in the past fifteen years. Y'all watch out; they'll beat Alabama. You heard it first. You heard it here first. They're not beating Alabama. Oh, they're going to beat Alabama. It's going to be weird. I don't watch college football. <laughs> I can't take that. <laughs> I guess you can say it. I'm just saying. I mean, you might as well. Uh, I don't watch uh, pros, so you guys are the pro experts here. So, yeah. Hawaii held on against San Jose State, forty-four to forty-one. Charlotte got destroyed 49ers. by UAB, twenty-eight to seven. 49ers. 49ers just not doing well. Virginia Tech <laughs> held on to. Oh, they didn't held on. They beat the Wells off Duke, thirty-one to fourteen. The Duke can never. They always show promise. You know, they do, they do, but once they play somebody any prominence at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Number seven, Stanford lost to number eight, Notre Dame, 38-17. to 17. Right, so Pretty decisive. They've got know, the easiest path from here out, Notre Dame. Well, you, you know, I, I, I think so. I think they're a lock for the, you know, the playoff this year. Yeah. I mean, why, why would they lose from now, you know? South Carolina fell to number seventeen, Kentucky, twenty-four to ten. I guess Kentucky, again, Kentucky should have won. I guess. The freaking Wildcats are some football players this year. I, I don't, I don't really understand it, but I'm all for it. Number four, Ohio State barely held on to win, twenty-seven to twenty-six. To number nine, Penn State. That's terrible. I was pulling for Nittany Lions the whole time. Will that affect their rankings? Uh, Should they have uh, won more decisively? I mean, you got the AP top twenty-five in your hand. But what I don't understand is, is they true. didn't give the ball to the quarterback for Penn State after he had pretty much controlled the game. They, they ran the ball. It's just could he have possibly won it? Yes. It's not Paterno, yes. you know. It's not Joe. It's not Joe showing up. My last score I have here before the top twenty-five is a uh, number eleven Washington taking care of business against number twenty BYU thirty-five to seven. Shutting down, shutting down those cougars. Here's the uh, top twenty-five after all these scores. Number one. Anybody want to take a uh, stab at number one? You get uh, seven guesses, and none of them count. It's uh, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Clemson. Number five, Adams, LSU. Number six, Notre Dame. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number eight, Auburn. (laughs) Number nine, West Virginia. Number ten, Washington. 
number 11, Penn State, number 12, UCF, number 13, Kentucky, number 14, Stanford, number 15, Michigan, number 16, Wisconsin, number 17, Miami, uh, Florida, not Ohio, uh, number 18, Oregon, number 19, Texas, number 20, Michigan State, number 21, Colorado, number 22, Florida, number 23, NC State, number 24, Virginia Tech, and number 25, Oklahoma State. I want to give a shout-out to the Penn State quarterback that I forgot his name early, earlier. It was Trace McSorley. He was 17 for 29, 192 yards passing with two touchdowns, 13 carries for 49 yards with one touchdown. Kid, you really deserve to win that game. Took the ball out of his hands. Sounds like he was wrong. There was no need for that. But, uh, can I ask you guys, what about those Tigers, man? What about them? I don't get this. Ogeron's brought a whole new culture in. It's, uh... Orgeron is... Delete out that box score. Box score. We ain't got no box score. The one I just said. All right. Let's, uh... The Penn State quarterback I mentioned early, I wanted to give a shout-out to, Trace McSorley. 16 for 32, 286 yards passing with two touchdowns, and then 25 carries with 175 rushing yards. He deserved that win. You got to give the ball to him at least. I mean, for real. Game um, on the line. Uh, made no sense. And we'll be back with a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, and we're back. All right, let's talk about some Panthers. Mike, what you got to say? And now a more in-depth look at the Carolina Panthers. We'll kind of look at what worked for them last week and look forward to next week after the bye. All right, and with a focus on the Panthers, we would have to say the biggest news of the week, month, uh, whatever is. Uh, I mean, yeah. really, is Eric Reed being signed? Eric Reed. After uh, filing a uh, collusion suit against the NFL, he uh, signs with the Carolina Panthers, which definitely shows a changing of the guard with the team because. With Jerry Richardson as owner, I could never, ever imagine the signing would take place. I, I definitely agree with you that this is something that happened because David Tepper owns the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he's, but uh, it's a football move. It also fits a need. You've Correct. got a 26-year-old yes. pro bowler. I mean, in his prime. You've got a, a starting safety out after suffering two concussions, Cersei, in the uh, season so far. And Galden is not ready for a no. starting role. No, not um, it's uh, interesting that the coaches saw potential in him and uh, bullcrapped enough along to say they were happy with him and Colin Jones. But when it came down to it, uh, they signed Eric Reed. He fills a need. And it also, again, it shows that the uh, from up top that the ownership says we're okay with this. And uh, that's amazing because the team's looked pretty good so far. And uh, that uh, shores up one weakness of not many. Um, Which, if we're going to segue, that'll segue into the offensive line because we've talked about uh, filling a position of need and everybody was crying because we traded for an offensive tackle last week. Newhouse was his name. 
Uh, from lost the my Detroit Lions, I believe. Yes, yeah. I think so. He played... Uh, I've lost my notes. Anyway, everybody was mad that we traded for him and didn't get a safety. Now we got a safety, but the O-line has actually played pretty well considering the oh. uh, injuries, the catastrophe to the O-line. Taylor Martin is act- O-Boten is actually the top-ranked right tackle in the entire EFL, NFL. Jesus. Well, the O-line is definitely out, outperformed what we expected was going to happen this season. Matt Khalil, everybody uh, rips him a new one because he's awful, and he gets hurt, and everybody cried because he's hurt, and it turns out we actually, it was all a blessing in disguise because I think Chris Clark has stepped in and done a more than satisfactory job there at the left tackle position. Um, Cam's not getting killed like he was last year. No, no, not a bit. Uh, They stepped up this year. I mean, I've seen an improvement. I don't watch the freaking NFL. I'm a college football guy. So, I mean, you know, the games I've watched this year, the O-line's definitely improved, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't even watch it. So They're keeping Cam upright. He's not uh, on the turf every play, which brings us to Christian McCaffrey. I think that I have to bring up the North Turner offense. Yes. I think that could be why the O-line I believe so. Looks it's a game plan. It's I like mean, you're getting the ball out of his hand yes. quicker. He's, he's more accurate this year than he's ever been. And I think credit goes to Norm Turner. Yes. It's an, it's an awareness of where your weaknesses are. Yeah. Instead of trying to shoot downfield all the time, you see what's going on, you get it out quick, and which, like you said, has uh, led to a career high in Cam Newton's completion percentage. Um, a lot of that is Christian McCaffrey as well. He has played his ass off this year. He has ran the ball with authority. He's also caught it when Cam needs to be bailed out. There's no wide receiver really holding down that role of uh, Cam come into it whenever you need him and you know he's going to catch it like Kotri was a few years ago. Uh, And we thought Wright was going to be this year because of uh, him being Mr. Third Down and all. That's all we heard this year coming into this, Um, which he has when been called upon, played well, but with Olsen out especially, Cam is leaning on Christian McCaffrey. Um, what did she say? Most definitely. You look at the game last week versus the Bengals. Oh. Christian McCaffrey had 184 yards on 28 or 29 carries with only one reception which shows the coaching staff made a concerted effort for him to run between the tackles. We're going to give our man the ball, and he's going to run it down your throat. And uh, the year before they proved, or the year before, the week before they proved that uh, they could throw it to him if that's what need be in Atlanta. And that had been his forte. Exactly. Been, it's, you know. it's what he needs. There's uh, His numbers this year are incredible, running and passing. Um the offense has really, under, like you said, under Norv Turner, taken shape. And the defense has really come alive because I think of Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson. Are you kidding Adams on shoe. With Eric Reed now is... Bradbury? Bradbury has played more aggressive. Or what? 
I noticed last week Bradbury was celebrating after his tackles in a way that he had it before. They're high. It's, 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 it's a new era. It's a new era. It is. You look at it. Keekley's got 22 tackles this year. Who's number two on the team? Dante Jackson, 18 tackles, three interceptions, tied in the NFL for the leading for the first in the NFL as a rookie. As Michael Jordan would say, Seelan's the roof. The Seelan's the roof for Dante Jackson. It really is. And now with Eric Reed at safety, and Mike Adams has played well. He has. So you got Jackson and Bradbury playing well. You got Reed and Adams back there. Now with F.A. after his breakout game, maybe the pass rush with Peppers coming along. Maybe And Short is the highest rated Panther, according Was to PFF, which may be bullcrap. KK? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I mean, the pressures, I don't have the numbers on, but he's got them. He's KK's amazing. Yeah. If FA keeps getting a jersey, that's amazing because he played his ass off. Got the interception. Defensive player of the week. The defensive mean, player of the week. What? He's child trafficking. Yeah. Interceptions. He's amazing. He really is. I mean, and then, you know, that I program the, really worked out for the NFL. I will say that. You know, first starter to or uh, first player from that program, the international program, to yes. start and to uh, record an interception, a sack. He almost had that other one, remember, that was overturned because it was a forward pass. But uh, if Peppers can come back and get healthy and start getting that pass rush going with those defensive backs, it's going to be a uh, nasty defense, especially when Thomas Davis returns after the Giants. I just, I just can't wait to see these guys come December. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, which, once they're in full form. This which is when the Panthers play the best. Ron yeah, Rivera's Panthers record in December ah. is ludicrous. It's the best in the NFL. I don't have the notes in front of you, but it's statistically Ron Rivera's Carolina Panthers are monsters in December. Yeah. And, and this defense. Yeah. The and this offense, I think. I mean, uh, I think uh, Cam Newton's having a career year. I think... Uh, you know, if Torrey Smith and Devin Funchess and his weapons start getting it together, DJ Moore starts getting more involved. CJ Anderson, yeah, more, more, more. Uh, the O line's holding up. I think they can. Uh, I think they can go as far as anybody. I really do. All right, and we're gonna do a uh, final thoughts uh, portion here with the Panthers. Uh, Eric, go ahead. The main word that comes to my mind is change. Change from the front office to the field. The evolution of a team. We are making steps that I never imagined we'd be making at this point in the season. And the future is bright. It really is. I uh, can't agree more. And wow, that uh, that uh, is perfect. I, <laughs> that's what I would say. I was. Uh, Left you speechless. You can't hear me on, uh, or you can't see me on this, but uh, I was uh, nodding my head really hard on that because that's amazing. Because David Tepper is, he's out there shaking hands with people before games and stuff, and uh, really he's really changed era. the entire culture here. They uh, even trying out the uh, new uniform combos in the preseason. Uh, the logo on the field, uh, the sign of Eric Reed, everything. Team. It's with the relief and everybody going and 
packing up boxes to send for hurricane relief the other day. The whole team and Tepper right there with them. So, Adam, um, why don't you give us some scores yeah. from around the league, man? All right. Well, let's see what's happening tonight. Well, we got the uh, Ravens. They pulled it out against the Steelers tonight. 16 to 4. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't read, guys. Well, check it out. Ravens, 14. Steelers, 14. Whatever, then. They're still playing. All right, we got some final scores here. Let's check it out. Bengals came back. Beat the Falcons 37 to 36. All right. That was a heck of a play on the end of that game. Oh, yeah. man, that was amazing. Also was helps amazing. the Panthers with an NFC South loss. <clears throat> Guys, we also had a game that went to OT today. The Super Bowl champions didn't quite make it out alive, though. Titans got the win. 26-23. Also, Jaguars took it 31-12 to against the Jets tonight. And the Patriots, they beat the Dolphins 38-7. to The Texans beat the Colts 37-34. That was overtime too, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. The Cowboys... Freaking Cowboys. They beat the Lions 26-24. The Packers shut out the Bills tonight. 22-0. They suck. Oh. <laughs> and the Bears. Bears took out the Buccaneers 48-10. Seattle went to Arizona and beat them 20-17. That was a pretty exciting game. I don't know if you guys watched it. Me either. It was pretty exciting. Another OT game today. The Raiders beat the Browns at home 45-42. to Gruden finally gets a win. Yeah. Finally. I was pulling for Baker. I like him. Yeah. Well, on to Carolina's little division mate here. New Orleans. New Orleans gets the win, 33-18 over the Giants. Let's see the Panthers have after the bye week. Well, 49ers, they uh, lost to the Chargers, 29-27. What do you think about the 49ers? No Jimmy Garoppolo. I honestly don't even know who their backup is. I mean, me either, man. I mean, just... Don't care. It actually is kind of sad for the Chargers that uh, they came that close to winning, to be honest, from what I've heard. Yeah. By non-observational observation. According to my piece of paper, the San Francisco 49ers are 1-3. Yikes. That's that's really disappointing. It's not good, especially with Seattle winning, which I guess is what they You're not going to win the NFC West with a 1-3 record. That's impossible. Season's not even over. NFC South, uh, as far as the Panthers go, New Orleans winning <laughs> always sucks. Yeah. They expose the Giants, though. Uh, Tampa that Bay loses. Atlanta Tampa Bay loses. loses, which is great. Atlanta We're getting lost. healthy. Getting healthy. Yeah, I mean, we, are, um, we are. Getting healthy. The O-line's held up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's amazing. Uh, Cam's having a career year, getting uh, key players back on defense after this next week. It's uh, 
It's looking uh, fortuitous. Just want to say thanks for everybody tuning in to this first podcast. This is Eric Sparks signing out. We'll see you next week. I second that. Thank you so much for joining us for this first ever podcast. Uh, more to come. This is Michael Coleman. Yeah, once again, yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight, guys. Um, yeah, check us out next week. Um, yeah, you can go check out channel813.com, which should be up by the time you're listening to this. All right, thanks again. And we're out. We're out. Out. <laughs>